Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning and you are with... Gemma. And... Lawson. Hey. How come we... What is going on here in the studio? We have... I don't know. We are being <laughs> flooded with I radio hosts I was very confused. Morning. Yeah. Same. For people that work in communication, you'd think we'd be better at communicating with each other. One would think so. You'd think. Oh, man. Wait. So, you're confused. I'm very confused. And I'm confused. Yep. So I'm confused. It, oh, I was going to say, nice. it must be Lyle's fault. Because <laughs> I, had this, I had this... <laughs> I, had, I had a whole... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what are you thankful for this morning? Who's going first? Oh, this is what happens when you get multiple hosts. Oh, man, like, this is who goes hard. First? Um, I guess I'll go first. I am thankful for my mum because I love her. She's cool. great. And um, also, I'm thankful for something else. Oh, gosh. Here they go. Actually, we'll talk about this later. All right. All we'll talk all about right. that later. Right. What are you thankful for, Gemma? I just got back from two days at ministers' meetings and then a day at some training, which was awesome. And I'm super thankful for that. I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot of things, got to hang out with some very cool, wisdomful, godly people. And it was great. Really good experience. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. What are you thankful for? Uh, we put, on a, put an offer in on a house yesterday, got accepted. Oh, yeah. so you're going to move first, first step. First step. We'll see, you know. It's uh, definitely a good step. So. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah. That is super we'll keep, we will keep you posted yes. on a daily basis. The progress <laughs> of the South Wales first home. And then they can let me house sit there and I can throw big parties. And Hey, I'm keen for that. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. <laughs> it's a good plan. Let's do it. All right. This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Okay, so coming up in today's news, we're going to be talking about the uh, Trump versus Pelosi uh, tantrum. Um, and what that actually means for, you know, Western um, democracy and where it's where, where it's heading. That's mm. that's a pretty serious subject to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about uh, food bank um, and the bushfire crisis and how that is affecting the various charities around the place. Um, and of course, we'll give our tip, our normal Corona update. But right now, the promise, the word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in at the beginning with God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in at the beginning with God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were Made by 
That was the promise with the word was God. You're wow. listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM and Gemma is about to give us the first clue for the quiz. Go for it, Gemma. The first clue for the quiz. It's a who am I quiz today. And the first clue is I told God I am angry enough to die. Okay. Oh. All right. We're going to go with. You both guessed this. <laughs> We're going to go today. with. No looking at what I'm writing down, <laughs> Lawson. No cheating. Come on. I'm going to go this oh, way. He's typing. He's scribbling. Oh, yep. Lawson got it. Oh, yep. No, nah, they both got it. Well uh, done. Ah, there you go. Well there done. This guy threw a bit of a tantrum as well. <laughs> We're going to be talking about tantrums later on, but anyway. Before we get to adults act- acting like children, then let's uh, talk about some positively different news. Mm. Woo. I have some positively different news. You do? Yeah, that came this morning. Okay. As I walked into the radio studio. Yes. Unbeknownst to the, you got a gift. To the surprises set before me initially with Gemma. I was like, why is Gemma here? You got some celebrity <laughs> merchandise. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, <laughs> Shell Southwell pulls out this box that I have sitting before, in front of me. It says iPad on it. And it's an iPad mini box. And I'm like, wow, that's a decent present. And she's like, there's no iPad in here. And like, oh, okay. Um, and then I did the classic, like, I was as I was opening it, I, like, pretended I was going to drop it to see what the reaction was, to see if there was something, like, valuable inside. But no, I open it to find multiple pairs of socks with Lyle and Shell's face on them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some of which I'm wearing right now. So I have I have quite the selection here. Okay. Check, check it out. So I've got a white pair with Lyle's face, multiple Lyle's faces on it, and love hearts. That's that's pretty yeah, cute. Yeah, sure you can just feel feeling the love. Feel there. the love. Feel the Lyle <laughs> love. Um, I've got I've but this I man I've got three pairs of Shell. So I'm wearing a red pair. Yeah, that that kind of makes sense because she looks she's. You're kind of prettier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. Three to one is about the white, right ratio. <laughs> Getting the brownie points. I've got I've got multiple shell faces. Um, so the red ones have one face. Then I've got two blue ones that have alternating shell faces on them. Um, and yeah, look, I'm just stoked. Like this is my dream, probably. Like <laughs> I, 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 I don't think like. This this is this totally makes up for you know I didn't get a lot of presents at Christmas and I'm I'm not trying to like be like you know oh feel sorry for me but it's just classic you know like as you get older it's like wait, me and my family don't really do presents and it's like this is well made up for that and so yeah I'm just stoked on life Okay. I'm just winning. Uh-huh. I'm just winning. Absolutely. Um, and, um, yeah, I... Put down uh, for Valentine's Day. But this has actually inspired me to now continue to make merch. 
Um, and I, I actually want to make merch of everyone. So I've already been on the design website and I've come up with one with Gemma's face on it. Oh. Which, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Gemma, and we might make it, oh, we can make a cool, like, radio team one. Just get, like, all the people who have ever hosted radio <laughs> and, like, put their, I'm thinking, like, of a, like, a, a sticker bomb style where it's just, like, everyone's faces on top of each other and, like, all over the place. That would be really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the background of these socks is that... I don't remember the background of these socks, but they've been floating around our house for a couple of years and Shell found them yesterday and it was like, you know what? Lawson would wear these. Yes, I would. I would. That's the point is that I am so keen. I'm going to wear them to church. I'm going to wear them to college. I'm going to... Mate, I'm going to wear these socks so hard. So, yeah, I'm, I'm keen. I'm... You know, you know, that me Like, the real person I've got to thank here is Lyle and Shell because... This is just such a tremendous gift, and I am so grateful to them. Moving know. on with uh, <laughs> the breakfast show, Gemma, have we got some positively different news? I do. For the day? I do have some different, positively different news, other than other than socks. Um, Lawson's news was definitely different. De- definitely different. I'm not sure how positive it is having my face on somebody's socks, but anyway, <laughs> the Super Bowl was a couple of days ago. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm not actually going to talk about the Super Bowl, though. Sorry. But but I have a point. During the Super Bowl, Mm. on TV, there was an ad that came up. Mm -hmm. As always. Yeah, as always. Now, the ads, like the purchase rate to buy an ad to play during the Super Bowl is like- It's just like insane. Ridiculously expensive. Anyway, so this ad, I'm going to talk about this ad. And the ad is from an insurance company um, that made it and produced this ad and- the ad opens and the dialogue says, the ancient Greeks had four words for love. Mm-hmm. And this ad continues to unpack what those four different words, Greek words are and the meanings behind them. And the reason I want to talk about this is it caused a little bit of controversy, a little bit of questioning within Christian communities and um, Christian groups that kind of saw this ad and was like, hmm, we don't know if that's exactly right. The definitions that um, this yeah, insurance company have put out. Do you cool, know? Because, because of course, Christians love to study Greek because yes. the New Testament was written in Greek <laughs> and it's, you know, Christianity is all about love. Mm. Amen. So, I just want to quiz you. So, before- of, course, so of course, we're going to uh, study these things. Yeah. So, before I tell you what the company said, the definitions are, I just want to ask, do you know what the four different Greek words are for love? No. Okay, cool. So I never the- did Greek. My, my did course, Greek. I did... I did uh, a course in pastoral evangelism. You're doing a course in ministry and theology. Ooh. And so when you do theology, you do Greek. I haven't done Greek yet. But when you do pastoral evangelism, it doesn't include Greek. So yeah. Did you do Hebrew or anything else? No. Wow, okay, cool. No, no, no foreign languages in my course. I know some. You know some? Yep. Okay. Okay, so... Cool, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, okay so the first type of love is called uh, philia. Yes. Okay. This Family love. This is yeah, brotherly love, yeah. Is that correct? Anyway, keep going, keep going. This is the affection that grows from friendship. Oh, the oh next, familiar love. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. All right. The next um, is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, Storge or Storg? No idea. Never and heard that one. Storgia. That's the one. Yeah. Well, with, a, with an Italian accent. That is the kind of love you get from a grandparent or a brother or that's the family. family. Okay. That's the okay. family that's love. The, family one. the third one is Eros, which is- um, Erotic love. Yes. Um, 
the fourth kind of love. So the ad goes on to say the fourth kind of love is different. It's the most admirable. And this is the one that's caused a little bit of controversy. It says it is called agape. Self-sacrificing love. Love as an action. Yeah, self-sacrificing love. So that's what we Christians understand agape to mean. It's the self-sacrificing love of, you know, Jesus Christ. It was mm-hmm. it was free. We have done nothing and can do nothing to earn it. It was a, it was a free gift to us. And yes. that's our understanding of what agape is. But what the ad says is... The fourth kind of love is different. It's most admirable. It is called agape, love as an action. It takes courage, sacrifice, and strength. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Which, ooh, interesting. Yeah, well, some people agree, but some people have had- Some deep theological- Some, some deep uh, theological debates have spun okay, from this. Okay, yes. Let's go for it. Okay, I like so- it's awesome. You've got a secular company that's throwing out an ad that's getting people studying their Bibles. It's, it's a little you know, bit there different. Can't, there, can't yeah. be, there can't be anything bad about people studying their Bibles. Yeah, so we've already talked about what we think agape means, you know, the greatest of all loves, unconditional, all-encompassing, a selfless love embodied in Jesus Christ. Yes. Right? And we, we mm-hmm. agree that that's what it is. However, this ad claims that love is in action, mm-hmm. and it claims that strength is required. Absolutely. Ooh, mm. okay. Because strength, yeah. Yeah, self-sacrificing love requires strength. It is an action. It is something that you do. Some of the controversy has come up where people have shared 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, which says power is made perfect in weakness. And it is not by our strength that we can have agape love, but it's by Christ dying for us. That doesn't change anything. this ad is saying that- It still requires strength. It requires strength. Ooh, okay. It depends whose strength it it is. Is it God's strength or is it your strength? It's still going to require strength. Hmm. Now, if you're a secular person who doesn't believe in God, you still have the opportunity of practicing agape love, which is self-sacrificing love, and you can still practice that on your own strength. But from a Christian perspective, we're going to practice that on the strength that we receive from Jesus Christ, from God. Mm. Mm. So I agree with there. I agree with all of them. <clears throat> nice. Somebody's just having a uh, a nervous reaction. It's like, <laughs> oh no, salvation by works. People are so sensitive about these kinds of things. Mm. Anyway. So, yeah, so the company uh, tweeted about this the, the day of Super Bowl and they put a thing with the link to the, the ad that says Agape is acting on your love. It's what we have been helping people to do for the past 175 years because the theme for their you know advertising campaign and things is love taking action. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they posted that tweet and it has had a number of retweets. Like there have been some Christian people that have, yeah, chucked up a stink that have been like, oh, you can't do that. You can't say things like that. Like agape is a is a Christian love. You can't take that and put it into a worldly perspective without losing the meaning of it. Um, some people have said, nope, agape is the unconditional love that God has for you, um, not that you can have for other people. That's rubbish. Mm. We need to have unconditional. If you don't have unconditional love for other people, you're not a Christian. Yeah, and that's the the that's point. The, really. the whole point. It's, it's that God makes you more like Him. See, this is Christians who don't want to have their lives changed. Ooh, ooh, t- ooh! <laughs> Spurn! Oh, ouch! <laughs> now, really, what it is, you know, your whole um, once saved, always saved thing is like I'm saved. I've received unconditional love. Um, I'm in. Mm. Tick that box. Move I can go on do with my I life. Do what I want. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But Christianity is about being converted. That means to be changed. That means to become a new person. And that means to mm. love other people with mm. unconditional love. Do we do that perfectly? No, we do it imperfectly, but we do it in the power and strength that Jesus Christ gives to mm. us. Amen. And we're looking forward to the time where we can do it perfectly. Absolutely. When Jesus comes back, he will give us that ability. This is Blue Highway with Wondrous Love. Well done, producer Shell. Amen.
What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul? To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul? What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul? To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. When I was sinking down, sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down, sinking down. When I was sinking down beneath God's righteous frown. Christ laid aside his crown for my soul, for my soul. Christ laid aside his crown for my soul. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing and joyful be. And through eternity, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And through eternity, I'll sing on. What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul? Love is this, what wondrous love is this all my soul's love is this all our wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of this to bear the dreadful curse for my soul to bear the dreadful curse for my So we're back. This was that was uh, Blue Highway with Wondrous Love. We're about to have another clue for our quiz, and Gemma's is going to give it to us. Gemma, the next clue for the Who Am I quiz is: I said I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. Okay, who said that? If you know the answer, give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Or text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That's one eight hundred Faith FM. If you're trying to figure out the number, just save it in your phone. That way you're uh, good to go. Mm. Okay. So in more serious news from around the world, we had the uh, temper tantrum. Well, it was kind of a tantrum between uh, Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump at the State of the Union address. Most interesting. Uh, watching American politics because it begins with Donald Trump refusing to shake Nancy Pelosi's hand mm. um, and then hands her a, a written copy of his speech. She then proceeds to sit there 
listen to the speech with a basically a scowl on her face, and then at the end of his speech, live on TV, tears it up. Oh. It's pretty rough behaviour from the leaders of the free world. <laughs> you yes. know, the fact is, doesn't matter what you say, whether you want to, uh, you know, <clears throat> how much you want to argue, you know, Australia and Australianism, these guys... Americans are our leaders as, yes. as far as Western democracies, you know, yeah, go, and capitalism yeah. and all that kind of thing. They, they, they're just undeniably our leaders. Yeah. And when our leaders are acting this way, it is, a, and, and they are modeling that kind of behavior to the average human being, they are modeling disrespect, they are modeling bad behavior and tantrum like. Uh, behavior to you know to the rest of the world. Mm. What's going to happen? What happens to society when society, as a general rule, starts to treat each other like this? Oof, that's pretty negative, isn't it? That's a that that's a signal of the collapse of Western society right there. Now, what's interesting is that down through history, we've had many, many different forms of government. They've all been tried and have all been experimented with, and all of them have, you know, felt that they had the the best way or the right way. You've had tribal societies, you've had uh, monarchies, aristocracies, uh, theocracies of various kinds. You've had... um, You've had, you know, in the in the more modern era, of course, we've had communism versus democracy. You know, mm. the, this whole conflict between, you know, socialism versus republicanism and capitalism, and 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 all of these kinds of different philosophies that have been sort of going around the world. And we've we've been a part of the whole democratic approach, and I'm very glad to be a part of a democratic country. Don't get me wrong. And out of a bad bunch, it's probably the best of a bad bunch. But we need to recognize that all of the systems of government that have ever existed have had their time in the sun and have failed. Mm. They have all eventually failed because they are all run by human beings and humans are broken beings. Mm. And what we are seeing, what we are witnessing, what our generation is seeing is the collapse of Western democracy. Mm. It's gonna be interesting to see what it replaces. What re- what what replaces it? It it oh man, you know it's, what's so interesting about this collapse of Western democracy is that, and it's the same reason why all forms of government collapse, and that's because of pride. Absolutely, like this has come like you know through through. the form of this pride is this like reality TV you know big attitudes versing each other and ripping up speeches and causing headlines and da 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 but like with communism acting like children acting like children with communism it was just pride in the form of greed you know controlling a population to then exploit them and power uh, um. You know, in in dictatorships, it's the same thing. You know, you have sole rule over over you know over a group of people, and then yeah, and then again, you have power over them. It's just you're so correct in saying that all form of governments fail because they're all run by human beings. But yeah, the source of that is just that people are so prideful, and they're just like everything is to you know gain advantage for themselves. And this is my prediction for the U.S. elections. Mm. I believe that regardless of the result in the next elections, there's going to be widespread violence oh, wow. for the first time. 
This is just this is my this is my hunch. This is my guess. I'm gonna. Th- I, I believe there's gonna be widespread violence at, at, at as a result of the next U.S. elections. I feel like it's been building and building and building, and eventually it's just. Yes. Gonna pop when have you ever gonna, seen yeah. this kind of tension in the United States? You haven't seen this kind of tension in the United States between leaders in the United States since the Civil War. Mm. This level of disrespect has not existed since then, and if it continues to go down this path, which I believe that it will, you know, two, three elections down the track, you're going you're to look at civil war. You're going to look at, you know, states like California who have a, an economy that is the size of the rest of America put together, just saying, yeah, now we're going to break off and we're going to become our own, you know, socialist little organization down here. Mm. We're going to have Texas is going to be like, well, we're, we're, we're sick of this. We, we, used, we <laughs> used to be our own republic. We'll go back to being our own republic. Why do we need you guys, you know? You can, you can see it happening. Mm. Now, yeah, I could be wrong. I'm no prophet by any stretch of the imagination. But the level of tension has been increasing, increasing, increasing. And the level of polarization, I mean, you get, uh, uh, what is his name, Pete Buttigieg, who yeah, um, yeah. just won the uh, the Iowa um, caucuses or whatever they call them um, for the Democratic um, nomination. You get somebody like him who actually gets into power. Mm. You are going to have so many Americans who are going to see this as being something that will bring national ruin, they will fight against it. Mm. And you've got a nation here that is well-armed. It's a scary mm. place to have a civil war. You think about the consequences for the rest of the world if America cracks. That's like- right. Absolutely. Oh. And and the potential is there. We, we live in interesting times, particularly in relationship to what Bible prophecy, because Bible prophecy says that the United States will be a major player at the end of time. Mm. And if that's going to be the case, and if they're about to crack, that means the Lord's coming soon. Mm. Well, that's the thing is I'm like, oh, though, you know, in this modern time, like, would they really push it that far or are they too passive? But we've just seen it over and over again, how cyclical history is. And like, we that's look right. at, you know, for example, a country like Hong Kong. You know, we've just seen in the news over the last year, just like over one little piece of legislation, extradition to China, just absolutely tear up the place and, you know, oh, exactly. storming government buildings yeah. and burning buildings down. And, and that's in that's in Hong Kong. So and destroying America. the economy and, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Okay, quick Corona uh, update. I did promise a Corona update. Uh, we do this on a daily basis, of course, a disease that would not exist if people followed the Bible. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's definitely a sign of the times. The Bible says that uh, it is a sign of the times. 24,631 cases as of 48 hours ago. So 48 hours is, is the delay that Over we're getting. Over 24,000. Yes, although some, there was a, uh, the, the, the biggest news site in China three times put up on their website that it was 154,000 and three times that was that figure was uh, pulled down almost instantaneously so you know Ooh. it's like what's going on here um, but that 24,000 24,500 is only dealing with hospitalizations a lot of people who have corona obviously haven't been hospitalized yet yeah. because they've been diagnosed yet or there um, is no hospitalization available for them and so they're coping on coping with it at home um, yeah, interesting. Two Australians uh, picked it up on a cruise in Japan. Um, ten people in total on that ship uh, picked it up. This comes from an 80-year-old um, cruise person who disembarked 11 days previous to these guys being diagnosed. Yeah. So they've obviously, you know, somebody's moved into his room, just picked it up, you know, way it goes. He had only been in China for a few hours, 25 days previously. Wow. Um, and 
it wasn't until six days after he disembarked that he was found to be uh, positive with corona. While he was in China, for those few hours, he didn't go to any healthcare facilities, no seafood market, no animal market, no didn't come into contact with any wild animals he picked up from another human being. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, interesting to see. And, of course, in China now they're running out of testing kits, um, even though they are going gangbusters in getting a handle on this whole thing. Mm. Once again, the Bible says pestilences. Major worldwide pestilences are a sign that Jesus is coming back soon. One of the things they're afraid of is what happens when this really takes hold in Africa, yeah. you know, because China has the resources yeah, right. to build a fifteen hundred to, to, to build a fifteen hundred yeah. bed hospital in ten days. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, in Africa, well, Lawson and I were there last year. If this gets a hold in Africa, it's yeah. just going to be people going home and dying. Yeah, spreading absolutely. it to kind of everybody. There's mm. no facilities whatsoever for dealing with anything like this, not even remotely. Mm. They won't even be able to test for it. Um, they do have quarantine facilities, but yeah. Anyway, this is Bifrost Arts with Psalm 126.
You're listening to Bifrost Arts, Psalms 126 here on The Breakfast Show. Gemma's got another clue for our quiz before we go to interview of the day, Gemma. The next clue for the Who Am I quiz, I told a group of sailors to throw me overboard. Come on, guys, this is a famous story. Who got thrown overboard in the Bible? 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us on 0491064669. What, do we have a prize picked out for this one yet? We, we do. We do. We, we do. do. Yes. Shall what I tell it? you what it yes, is now? Yes, you shall. It is an awesome book yes. called The Great Controversy. Which has a whole bunch. We picked this one because it has a whole bunch of information. Um, in, in fact, it's got a whole chapter on the United States mm. and the role that it plays at the end of time in Bible prophecy. We've just been talking about that. An incredible and so, book and so yeah. relevant to what we've been talking about today. So incredibly relevant. Yes. Anyway, joining us in the studio this morning is Shelley Poole. Shelley, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So Shelley um, is the executive producer and project manager for a new documentary that has just come out. Shelley, what's this doco called? God of Hope. Okay, so tell us a little about God of Hope. Whose idea was this and sort of where did it come from? How did it come about? Give us some background history to it. Sure. So um, I, 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 for years I've had this idea percolating about... How do we grapple with this question of how does a loving God allow suffering? Because I think it's one of the the big questions that's, that's going to be niggling at the back of the minds of of someone who's a little bit unsure about Christianity, and also Christians, I think, grapple with this as well. And um, I've been trying to think of a way that we can grapple with it that's 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 sensitive to to a, a more secular audience. That's that that um, shows a lot of empathy and uh, more than dogma, perhaps. And um, what we've what we've done is we've actually used um, the vehicle of art making as a as a catalyst for for bringing out people's stories. Um, okay, so 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 you're an artist. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm a graphic designer and an artist. And you've been an artist for pretty much your whole life, right? Uh, I. How do you define <laughs> when one becomes an artist? <laughs> when when did you become an artist? When did you when did you first start? producing pieces of art uh i i mean the, the the first piece that i painted was was in preschool and it was it was of my the, the, well the first piece i can remember was on my mom and she had purple hair it was very very profound uh-huh. but i but i actually went to, to um university and studied uh, both art and graphic design and i i felt something really click there and i felt like rather than it being a hobby on the side art's actually very important and it's yeah. it's a very um powerful means of of grappling with ideas and 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 the history of art is the history of how people have thought. I I find that really interesting. And it's an incredible form of communication. Yeah, absolutely. Do you find that uh, being an artist, you are kind of in a way participating in in what it means to be made in the image of God? I yes, completely. Um, I I I find that the different people often resonate with different facets of the character of God. Uh, depending on on where their passions lie, so if someone's a, a lawyer, they're very very interested in, in God as a judge, or if they're they're a teacher, they're very interested in Jesus' teachings, or if they're they're a um, an artist or a creative, Genesis really resonates. Those those first couple of chapters of Genesis. And if they work in the medical profession, they're very interested in God as a healer. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I think that's fantastic, and and. And, uh, you know, as, as we come together as human beings from all of these various different backgrounds, you know, we start to form a more complete picture of who God is in his totality. So you've looked at art and you've gone, we can communicate through art. 
How does this actually work then in the form of a documentary? Yeah, so uh, we've been very privileged to work with the Sydney Adventist Hospital um, and uh, we've we've organised for, for three different photographers, very excellent photographers, to um, uh, take different photos connected with both both the hospital and and the story of Jesus. So, uh, for instance, we've got a a baby born at the hospital, styled as a baby Jesus, um, uh, representing a symbol of hope for humanity. We've got um, some some portraits of heart operation patients out in Tonga, uh, because the hospital is very involved in. Um, uh, a, 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 a ministry or, or a charity called Open Heart International where they, they, there's nurses and medical staff who pay their own way to go out to third world countries and, and volunteer to, to help people where they wouldn't be able to afford um, uh, medical expertise otherwise. So we've got um, the, the, the baby Jesus, we've got um, portraits of, of kids and patients with their heart operation zippers and we've also got um, some some photographs of, of patients and chaplains and um, and family of patients um, uh, at, at, on some sand dunes um, out at Stockton Dunes, actually up up north. Um, and right near where we are broadcasting from, right here in Newcastle. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, like half an hour up the up yep, the road. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we went uh, uh, there in some beautiful morning light. If you've ever been on like pure white sand dunes, as far as the eye can see in the morning light, it's it's pretty spectacular. But um, th- there was a cancer patient in particular who was featured in the documentary, and she shares her story uh, about how she's been diagnosed with a form of cancer, but that's incurable. Um, and how her faith has informed how she's she's grappled with this, and and what's what's next for her family, and um, it's it's a really moving and powerful story. Mm. Okay, so um, coming back to you, you mentioned the heart operations. Yeah, sure. And you've got some photos of that. Yeah. Um, is that going to make me feel queasy? <laughs> I, I'm I'm not sure, Lyle. How, how likely are you to to um, faint at the sight of scars? <laughs> yeah, well, scars are okay. I can handle scars. Cool. There, there is actually footage of of one of the the patients um, in heart surgery, uh, which which I found a little bit confronting. Without all of the extra audio mixing over the top of it, it's quite a confronting kind of environment where there's it's not just the little beep 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 beep, beep you hear in in medical dramas. It's like chainsaw sounds sort of ripping open flesh and it's it's quite yep i think that'll do it for you moving on changing the subject Thank you. okay so you obviously um you've edited over that now so it's got a nice pleasant yeah. beat behind yeah. it yeah okay, um, the the team at adventist media have done an excellent job of 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 not just not just the sound and audio engineering, but the cinematography is fantastic. the The documentary is literally just won an, an award. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. What award is that? The New York Cinematographers um, Best Documentary in in December last year. It's a global award that oh, happens wow. each month. Congratulations! Thank you. It's 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 uh, it's been a real blessing. Um, we, we don't really set out to win awards on this this kind of project, but it's been. Uh, a, a lovely morale boost for the guys at Adventist Media who worked on the, on the production. So tell me how this how does this you, you've got here um, you've got heart operations you've got uh, 
you've got patients with terminal cancer, you're obviously doing some really nice photography and artwork involved with that. How does it actually answer the question of, you know, the, the, the age-old question of good God, bad world? You know, we, we, yeah. we, we say that God is good and yet we live in a bad world and if we could change this world, we would. Yeah. You know, if you could heal that lady with terminal cancer, you would. And if you didn't and if you refused to, we would say you were a terrible person. Mm. And yet we know that God has the power and he doesn't. Does that mean that God is a terrible person? How, does, how do you go about grappling with and answering that question? Uh, one of the, the, be- the, the joyful things about art is that it's, it's very good at asking questions. It doesn't often answer them. Mm. <laughs> so I, um, we, I think we, 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 we particularly focus on the kindnesses of God through traumatic experience. We focus on uh, the 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 resilience of patience and the the like profound things that 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 can happen when when things are difficult. Um, I don't know that we necessarily answer the question perfectly or in a way that's going to satisfy everyone, but I think it's an important one to grapple with, uh, regardless of whether you've got a very clear, crystal clear answer on it. Yeah. Okay. Ah, I'm super keen to uh, to watch this. Cool. Um, it uh, it sounds very interesting. Now, going back to the beginning, you talked about um, a newborn that mm-hmm. is depicted as baby Jesus. Yes. Who was this very fortunate newborn? So started their acting career so young. <laughs> <laughs> baby Leo was Leo. born born at, at the Sydney Adventist Hospital um, uh, last year. His uh, his his parents. Uh, sorry, his his mother used to work in maternity at the hospital. His grandmother used to work at, in maternity at the hospital. Um, he's got, I think, a grandfather or a great grandfather who was a, a chaplain at the hospital. And somewhere in there, there's also um, a, 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 in the family lineage. There's, I think, there's a clinical educator, nursing educator as well. So he didn't really have a choice to be born anywhere else, did he? <laughs> <laughs> With the family that involved in that one institution is like, yep, yeah, this is where you're going to be born. Yeah. Nah, uh, he's, uh, he's he's a, he's a very cute little bub, but I think it's been special to to the the people who work at the stand. There's there's two and a half thousand people who work. Um, in that hospital and what role what what message are you sending by having baby jesus as a part of the documentary so in particular the the photographer talks about in the documentary how she she really wanted to create this sense that that jesus was was light and in in a dark world and um the way she's sort of uh used some of the design features around around the baby wrapped in swaddling cloth um, there's a, she, she handpicked some hay from down the road from where she lives uh, and and wait, waited for it for, to, to dry and um, the way she's laid it out it, it's almost like the, it, the, the, there's, there's light rays radiating from from the child so and, and it's got a very warm color palette as well so it's 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 very very warm, very humble, very much about light. Cool. Now, all of the people involved in, uh, you know, your heart patients, your cancer patients, your, your baby, and so forth, are these all Christian people? Uh, that's a good question. So, um, I, is is Leo a Christian yet? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know he comes from from an Adventist home. Um, uh, the the heart operation patients. 
Um, my understanding is that Tongan culture is very strongly steeped in faith. Yeah. I'm not certain whether that's necessarily an Adventist Christian faith or if it's just a, a Christian faith. But, um, yeah, the, 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 the mother of one of the children in particular, there was a little girl about five years old with a little heart operation patient, like, mm. like a little heart operation zipper, which was really powerful. And her mom talked about um, the experience beside her, her bed while she was sleeping of, of finding out that, that her kid had this massive problem and they'd have to fly overseas to get treatment and they weren't sure if it could happen. And um, then they heard that there was the guys from Open Heart International coming, a team were coming to, to, to do the surgery. And they don't just do surgery, they, they provide ongoing support. It was massive. And, and she talked about with tears flowing down her, her, her face. And this is on the documentary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how she really sees this as a blessing. Like she's, the, the, the Tongan people have such a beautiful and rich um, kind of optimism um, when, when they, they, they strike trial. So it's, it's very inspiring. And your um, cancer patient out at Stockton Dunes. Yes. The person of faith? Uh, yes, her name is Karen Muirhead. Um, she lives not far from here, about an, uh, 45 minutes from here. Um, she, um, she was, uh, well, she, she's a, a trained Adventist minister. She's worked as a chaplain at an Adventist school. Um, she's not currently working because of the, the nature of the chemo knocking her around. Um, but she's got a, a remarkably resilient and um, beautiful picture of Jesus. I think this is one of the powerful things that, you know, it, well, I think this is one of the things that is definitely a powerful argument in relationship and, and probably quite confronting for non-Christians is when you have bad things that happen to a Christian person mm. and they don't turn around and become angry at God over it. Yeah, it's it's I, I, it's 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 incredible to me. I, I mean, I, I think everyone goes through their own kind of suffering and trauma, and it's going to look different for everyone. But um, when you see someone face something like this head on, and still believe that, look, my family's going to be okay. They're in Jesus' hands. Um, I'm going to see them again one day in heaven. Um, God's got this. It's it's incredible, absolutely incredible. Yeah, fantastic, Shelley. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, how do how can we uh, get hold of this movie? How can we watch your documentary? Absolutely. So it's available already online mm-hmm. at a website www.godofhope.org.au, and you can watch both the trailer. The, the documentary and there's there's a few uh, short testimonies on that that side as well so just repeating that one again that is godofhope.org.au so head over there right now and uh, watch the doco fantastic job thank you so much for joining us Shelley go on up to the mountain of mercy to the crimson perpetual tide kneel down on the shore be thirsty no more Go under and be purified Follow Christ to the whole mountain Sinners sorry and wrecked by the fall Cleanse your heart and your soul From the fountain that flows For you and for me and for all
perpetual tide Kneel down on the shore Be thirsty no more Go under and be purified Hamilton Adventist Church in Newcastle, we have a food pantry service for the community. Everyone is welcome to join us for a free dinner, enjoy good company and have a great time. All you need is $10 to buy a numbered ticket and you can collect a trolley's load of food ranging from fruits, veggies, tin food, pasta bread and toiletries. Every Thursday, the food pantry starts at 4.45pm with a 5pm start for dinner. Find us at Hamilton Adventist Church at 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton every Thursday evening. All will be welcomed with love and a smile. We really hope to see you there. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. He will take you by the hand, lead you to that promised land. Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you?
cannot be found. Can you hear the blessed Savior calling you? 